Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. As previously mentioned, Happy New Year. Good to see you guys. Um, I hope everyone's holiday was uh, fun, safe, peaceful. Um, I, uh, as advertised, uh, I shared with you last week, start a new series in Ephesians this morning, and uh, Eric mentioned that too. Thanks for the prayer, by the way, Eric. That's nice. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know about you guys, I love Ephesians. It's one, it is one of my favorite books. I, I know I say that a lot, but it is. And I, and I think it's one of a lot of people's favorite books, it seems like. I hear that often. I've gotten a very positive response back from people I've shared with a little bit about going through Ephesians. So the, the question comes up from time to time about uh, teaching. The best way to approach, is it topical or expository or, you know, how does that work? So I'll just give you my thought on that real quick. I'm answering a question maybe some of you didn't ask, but um, I think both are very appropriate ways to teach through Scripture. To me, it's not an either-or, but a both-and situation. So here, we typically will do a series through a book, and then maybe do a topical series on a, on a theme or a topic that seems to be uh, of the moment or that God's speaking or, or sharing with us, and then kind of go back and forth. I've had a few times uh, purists uh, tell me they, that topical teaching is takes scripture out of context and that it's uh, inappropriate in terms of, you know, really the, the truth and the depth of the word. My response to that is always that every sermon recorded in the New Testament is topical. And so it's, you know, uh, there you go. Uh, haters going to hate, but whatever. So, uh, but for this next season, and, and we'll be going uh, verse by verse through Ephesians, we might be here for a while. It's six chapters, but there's so much there, and we will stop along the way and pull out themes and topics that Paul addresses in the book of Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians. And so, uh, it could take a little while. I, I hope that's okay with you guys. I, I have a, a tendency to move fairly slowly through Scripture. This morning, we will cover all of three verses. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and. Uh, Pray. Uh, you go ahead and put the title slide up. Our, our title this morning is, and that's actually the title of the series, Living a Life of Love. Father, uh, I pray you would uh, open your word to us today and that we would, um, our faith and our hope, as as uh, Daphne mentioned and, 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 and Eric and, and uh, Stephanie prayed today, those things would be deepened in our hearts and lives uh, in the, in this season, this year together, uh, we trust in you. We look to you, really, Lord. Despite uh, whatever else is happening in the world around us, uh, so so come be with us. Fill us with your presence this morning, Lord God, uh, and just anoint your word. Your name, we pray. Amen. Uh, verses one through three of Ephesians, and if you go ahead and put that up, 
say uh, the introduction. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. First of all, who's Paul's audience? Who, who is he writing to? Uh, the letter was written, there, there's some dispute among scholars as to even the authentic authorship of Ephesians, the date and all that. I'm going to go with what's commonly accepted. Paul wrote it uh, in or about 55 to 60 AD, right in that little window. And he wrote it to, uh, there was not a single church in Ephesus. There were a series of churches and they would have been home churches, uh, small, probably 10 to 20 people in attendance. Uh, They would have been fairly new, uh, two, three, four years old, maybe uh, young Christians. Um, There were a number of those churches and so this letter to the saints or to the God's holy people in Ephesus would have been circulated among those churches, probably read out loud to them uh, in, in their meetings. They would have gathered periodically, uh, come together for a larger meeting. That didn't happen very often. There was still uh, considerable persecution towards Christians at this time. Paul was actually writing this letter to them from prison, so most of their meeting would have been done uh, kind of undercover, incognito in these in these little house churches. Ephesus was uh, a very important seaport in Asia Minor at that time on the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, it would be modern-day Turkey if you look at a map. It's, it's, it's worth looking that up later and, and just kind of seeing where it sits and how it fits because um, as a seaport on this route, uh, Ephesus became a very cosmopolitan city. And that would be true today of different cities that are uh, on, you know, uh, trade routes or what would be today, you know, uh, flight routes or, or whatever. Um, I always think of New York. I don't know if you've ever been to New York City. Uh, it really is one of my favorite places, you know. Um, uh, when you go to New York, though, you, you feel like you want to click your heels three times and say, you know, we're not in Portland anymore, Toto. Uh, it's a different animal altogether. New York City... Um, is you're, you walk downtown and you are surrounded by, uh, you, know, you know what Scripture says, every tribe, tongue, and nation. There are people of every ethnicity, and you just walking down the street hear different languages. Some of them you identify, some of them you don't even know what language that is. People are speaking, uh, and there's these little pockets of culture. Uh, the fun thing and the upside of that, I suppose, or one part of the upside is there's incredible uh, ethnic food. You can get every kind of food imaginable. It's really a, a melting pot. Uh, we were there uh, in the early 80s on a mystery trip, um, and and we were uh, we were in a van traveling from place to place. Uh, I, I can't remember if we were going from Long Island to Manhattan or Manhattan to Long Island, one or the other. But uh, we were we were driving in a van, and um, we saw kind of the typical scene. It really looked like a movie. There's guys. Uh, there's a trash can on the, on the corner with a fire in it, and there's guys out there 
getting warm around the trash fire, uh, Donna looks out the window and says, I just want to see some crime. You remember saying that? Just want to see, just want to see some crime. <laughs> it didn't take long. Um, Ephesus would have been, I think, I, I picture Ephesus like that. Just very metropolitan, very, very uh, mixed. It was also known, though, not only culture and ethnicity and language, but a, a place of syncretism or uh, religious diversity as well. Paul is writing to this group of young Christians. There also would have been a large Jewish population there. But in addition to that, there were any number of people that would have been practicing um, different occultic religions, superstitions, witchcraft, secret societies. Uh, Ephesus would have been very religiously pagan or paganly religious. I don't know what the proper term there would be. Uh, And we see that in Acts 19. Uh, I was going to read the whole text of Acts 19, but it's long, so I'm not going to read it today. We'll we'll just kind of summarize it, though. Uh, In Acts 19, Paul travels to Ephesus with his friends. They get there. First thing they do is they encounter a group of new believers. And Paul asks them, hey, were you guys baptized in the Holy Spirit when you believe? And they said, no, we, we, we don't even, we don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. And so he prays for them and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They speak in tongues and prophesy. So things get off on kind of a good, a good foot. Things start well in Ephesus. Uh, after that, Paul goes into the synagogue. He begins teaching and he's praying for people. People are getting healed. He's doing miracles. He casts some demons out, and it begins to cause a stir. There's a little bit of uh, tension happening. There are some other guys. uh, They are identified in in the text as the seven sons of Sceva. And they, too, are trying to cast demons out of people. Uh, Doesn't work so well. The demon responds and says, hey, uh, Jesus we know, Paul we've heard of, but who are you? And then the demon beats the guy up. So uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been beat up by a demon. Not a fun day. Um, finally, after that, um, riot breaks out, and there's a lot of strife. Paul is causing quite a stir. Uh, at the center of that, there is a guy there who makes idols and sells them. That's his livelihood. Uh, predominantly idols to the goddess Artemis who is the goddess of nature. Uh, and he says, hey, 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 you, you got to stop preaching this Jesus stuff because you're messing up my business. And so, uh, again, uh, this riot breaks out. They try to run Paul out of town. It gets a little crazy. And so that's, that's a picture of Ephesus and what uh, sort of dynamic Paul is writing this letter into. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's a mixed bag. Uh, there's a lot happening there, and in the middle of all that, Paul addresses his letter to God's holy people, or other translations say to the saints in Ephesus. When Paul writes uh, most of his New Testament letters, uh, the Corinthians, the letter to the Corinthians is largely corrective. He's bringing uh, correction to a number of beliefs as well as practices that they are that they have been misled on and aren't doing appropriately and once again though he addresses that letter to the saints when he writes to the galatians he's actually a little bit upset with them uh they have be- become very very legalistic uh 
And Paul is not happy about that. And yet he addresses his letter to the Galatians, to the saints. So here we are now, 2,000 years later. Uh, The Holy Spirit who inspired Paul's writing would have known that we would be uh, reading this and uh, studying this letter. And uh, he would address us as well as saints. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org forward slash give.